What are you focusing on when you are preparing a business presentation? I guess most of our listeners focus mostly on the content. You will certainly focus also on the facts. Maybe you will back your facts up with some key figures, arguments or studies or something else that is tangible. In this episode, I will share with you a few techniques how you can go beyond that. Because presentations based only on facts and figures are certainly informative, but they are not inspiring. And if you want your audience to embrace your ideas and to go the extra mile and follow you, then you have to move from information to inspiration. Welcome to Charisma Hacks, the show where you get strategies, tools, and mind training to learn to speak from your innermost conviction, to own who you truly are, and to stand in your full power. I am Ulrike, and I am wholeheartedly dedicated to empowering leaders to connect with their authentic self so that they can sparkle from the inside and lead and communicate with charisma. If you want to move from information to inspiration, the first idea to let go is that PowerPoint is your best friend. I know that in all corporations, PowerPoint is used all the time. And we all know that PowerPoint is mostly overused. Most of the time, it's not used as a presentation tool, making things more lively or visible. Mostly, it's used to bring up a lot of facts, a lot of bullet points, a lot of texts. It's nearly a script of the speech of the person who is presenting. If you want to present your topic in a way that it is inspiring people and that you go beyond this bullet-pointed list, then just get rid of PowerPoint and have the courage to stand there and to inspire people with your personality and with the way how you communicate this content. And we will see later on in this episode what exactly you can do to shape your content and the how you deliver it in a very specific way. Before we get there, let me speak about a few misconceptions that most people have about presenting facts and presenting them with the help of a bunch of slides. The first misconception is that data-loaded talk positions you as an expert. I don't believe that. I think that data-loaded talk creates a distance between you and your listeners. Except if your listeners are the same type of experts than you are with the same in-depth knowledge. If they aren't, it's either intimidating or you simply disconnect with them because they can't follow you anymore and they will start doing something else, such as checking their emails while you are presenting. So move away from this business jargon, from using these very specific words that you might want to use because you want to position yourself as an expert. You will come across as an expert when you are able to convey your message to the audience so that it is fully understood And this is a huge difference in between coming up with some buzzwords and jargon and expert knowledge and language instead of coming up with a simple message where people understand what you are actually doing and what you actually want to achieve. Another misconception is that you look unprepared if you do not have slides. If you prepare your speech properly, 
if you truly care about your audience and what they will understand, from which perspective they will listen to you and shape your message in a way that they will understand you, then you will look anything but unprepared. You will look very prepared. And it is impressive. If you want to stand out from the crowd who mostly is presenting with tons of slides and PowerPoint help, and you're just standing there delivering a clear message without this help on screen, then you will stand out from the crowd and you can differentiate yourself as an inspiring leader. Prepare yourself very carefully on your content and on what you are saying and how you will deliver it. And last not least, probably the biggest misconception when it comes to PowerPoint, it creates safety. We feel safe when we have these slides on screen because then we have the feeling we don't lose track of our speech. They guide us through our speech. We can just read out the bullet points which we have on our slide. But seriously, there's nothing more boring than that. And you know that when you're sitting in the audience and somebody's just reading the bullet points, what for? You can read them themselves. You can get them as a handout afterwards. And this is even more crucial when it comes to presenting in an online meeting, because then your slide is on screen and it's filling up most of the screen and people do not even see you anymore or only as a very small vignette on the screen. So carefully think about how many slides you truly have to use. I'm aware that when you're doing business presentations, where it comes to sales figures, financial results, and these kind of things, you need to show the slides, you need to show the numbers. But there are many business presentations where you can get rid of a big number of slides. And by this open to the people that are listening to you and visible, especially in an online meeting. Now let's look into what you can do instead. And I shape this around three areas, which are what, why, and how. Let's start with the what. The what is something that you're certainly doing already very, very often. It is about the message itself. What message do you want to bring over? Now, this sounds logical and obvious, but do you ask yourself this question before you're preparing the content of your slide? Or are you just collecting data and information that you want to present, like dropping it to the audience? Ask yourself, what is the message that you want to convey? And last not least, what is a call to action that you can have at the end of your presentation? What do you want your audience to do with this information? What is the next step? The why is very closely related to your what. The what will be actually the result of your why. Ask yourself why you are holding this presentation. Certainly, there's a reason like my boss wanted me to do so. But apart from that, there is a why behind that. Why are you holding this presentation? Think about the outcome. Do you want to achieve engagement with the audience? Endorsement of this project? Do you want them to do some additional work? Or are you simply looking for approval, approval of this project from a specific group of people? Or do you want them to contribute actively with ideas and co-create something? These outcomes are very different and the why you're holding it is important to know so that you can shape your presentation and your speech accordingly. 
because it has to lead to this possibility. If you want them to contribute, you need to be more interactive. You need to open for discussion already within your presentation and not only towards the end. If you want to have endorsement and additional engagement, then it's extremely important to move from information to inspiration. You will only get true endorsement and engagement if you inspire people to come on board with you. If it's about a simple approval, this might sound more fact-driven, but actually most of the time it isn't. There are human beings sitting in front of you and they will judge your project according to their own experience, but also to some degree according to their instinct and their emotions. And if you want to trigger a positive reaction, then it's very important to have an inspirational presentation. I think you can see by my way of speaking that I'm very passionate about this topic because I see so much potential in there. There's a huge potential how you can differentiate yourself by using these techniques. And this brings me now to the third element. In my opinion, it is the most important one and the one that makes a true difference. And this is how you deliver this presentation or speech. Most people prepare for the what, a few might prepare for the why. A very small minority prepares for the how. People might prepare for the how when they have to present in big town halls. And even there, I have seen many, many leaders who do not do it at all. But very few people prepare for the how when it comes to a presentation of maybe half an hour in a business meeting. Whereas every single business meeting is an opportunity for you to shine as a leader, to shine as a talent. Do not miss these opportunities and prepare for the how. I will share with you in the following five concrete tips on how you can make your presentation inspiring so that people will remember you. Number one, connect before you speak. With connect, I mean that you look into the eyes of your audience. Take that time. Have the courage to stand up and to look across the room for a few seconds. And you look into the eyes of some of the people in the room. Take this time to be present in silence and to connect. You will see that people are suddenly listening. They are waiting that you are speaking up. Whereas when you just go there and you start already speaking while you're not even standing fully in front of them and looking at your screen at the same time or already bringing up your first slide that people haven't even seen you at all if it's an online meeting, you have no connection with your audience. Connecting with your audience is far more important than just delivering the message. Connect first. When it's face-to-face, -face, you can make eye contact. That's the strongest way of connecting and the most simple and effective one. When you're in an online meeting, take the time to welcome them, to tell them what's in it for them in this presentation and to have a way of saying this that makes them feel that you care about what they want to know and not what you want to deliver. If you have to present slides afterwards and some facts and numbers, make sure that there is enough time at the beginning where people can see you on screen, see your face, see you speaking, and where you are fully concentrated and present when you're speaking to your audience. Number two, share a vision. That sounds a little bit big, potentially, for a normal project, but still, share a vision. 
Share an outcome of this project, what you will all ultimately achieve. Make it tangible for the audience. Make them feel something. You certainly know the sentence that people will not remember what you say, but they will remember how you made them feel. This is the moment to create an emotion, to create excitement about a future, about something that can happen. And you can exemplify this vision by sharing an image for it, a picture or metaphor that makes it more visible for people, more tangible, and it touches more of their senses. Become creative with that. Even in a normal business presentation, you can use this technique to make it much more inspiring and to lend your message in an emotional way so that people will remember what you've said and will buy into your ideas. Number three, speak from the heart. Convey your message from your heart to their hearts. The business world is full of human beings and we tend to forget that. We speak in a very factual language. We speak with corporate language. Sometimes we speak as if we were just reading. A But what makes a difference is when you speak from your heart, from your own conviction, so that you can touch their heart and potentially their convictions. Speaking from the heart is something that you can learn and it is not a skill that you apply. Speaking from the heart is one of these very crucial things that I work on with my clients because speaking from the heart comes from the inside. You need to feel something, you need to know who you are, stand up for yourself and be convinced about what you deliver. If you reach this level to speak from your innermost conviction, you can bring people along your way, no matter what message you are actually delivering. The what and even the why are not important anymore as soon as you reach this level of speaking from your heart to their hearts. As I said earlier on, you need to trigger emotions. And when you trigger these emotions, you could trigger the actions accordingly, the actions that you want them to take potentially. Think about how you can convey your message with conviction and from your heart. There are certainly topics that are more adapted to doing this than other topics that you have to present. You might not be able to do this with a pure factual financial presentation. But who knows, maybe you can, because there are certainly some results even in this presentation that you can present by speaking from your heart. I think that there are no true limits to this. And if you want to learn more about this technique, just get in touch. I can help you with becoming a leader that can speak from the heart to others. Technique number four, bring your presentation to life with stories. These can be very simple stories that you share there. Maybe you have a customer experience that you can share. Maybe you have your own experience that you can share. Maybe there is a private event that exemplifies something that you want to bring over in your presentation. It doesn't have to be long, but you will see as soon as you start sharing a story that might take a minute only in your presentation, you will grab suddenly the attention of your audience again because this is something that they do not expect in a classic business presentation and it truly brings it to life. Never underestimate the power of storytelling. I know that leaders tend to learn that in many trainings and you have certainly had trainings on this. I also know that many leaders still struggle in applying it in reality and they only apply it to exceptional speeches that they are doing like big town hall meetings. 
But it's worth doing it in smaller events, in usual business presentations, in something that's happening every week or even every day. It can become a habit to just have a little thought about, hmm, what story can I tell here? And you don't have to be long because people don't have much time. But you can bring up something that takes 30 seconds, one minute, and that lightens up your whole presentation. And the last point Number five, make your presentation interactive. Do not only open for Q&A at the end. That is the classic thing. Be courageous enough to ask questions in between. Depending on the type of presentations, you can do this in different ways. Either you just ask rhetorical questions where you do not expect an answer. But true interactivity is when you expect an answer. And this doesn't have to be an oral answer. You can, for example, ask questions that start with how many of you believe that? Or how many of you have already experienced that? And you ask them to raise their hands. This sound may be a little bit schoolish, but I can tell you it's a wonderful technique. I use it in all my workshops because people stay on board, because they know that at any given time you might ask a question like this and they don't want to look stupid, not raising their arms, where it's maybe an obvious question where everybody will raise their arms. Use this technique to make them be with you, to stay with you and to listen to what you're saying. Another more in-depth way of doing a presentation is co-creating something at some point. If you have, for example, 30 minutes of presentation, and especially if this presentation is done in an online meeting, people will stop paying attention after 15 minutes, after a maximum of 20 minutes, some already after two or three minutes, because they are not able to listen just closely for 30 minutes and to be fully attentive, even if your content is compelling and interesting. Weave in an interaction somewhere in the middle Is there an element in your presentation where you can co-create a few ideas or where you can lead them to a specific outcome while co-creating so that they have the feeling they contributed to this presentation and they contributed to this result? This is at the same time not only an approach that makes them listen to you, it is an inclusive approach that helps you to onboard them. And if you define in your why that you want true engagement and endorsement, then the co-creation piece is fantastic. You will certainly use it naturally when in your why you want to create ideas. Well, then it's maybe even a brainstorming that you're holding. And this is a different story. But coming back to a presentation where you normally wouldn't co-create anything, think about the fact, is it possible? And if it's not possible because it's too complex or too time consuming, then go back at least to the technique of asking intermediate questions in between. In 30 minutes, you can ask 15 to 20 questions like that. That sounds a lot, but I can tell you it makes your presentation fun and lively because you can shape these questions in a way where they vary between more serious questions and some of the obvious ones, where everybody will raise their arms. Oh, well, nobody will raise their arms, where people will laugh. You can make it more informal also by doing this. It's a wonderful technique. Move from information to inspiration and become a leader who communicates with charisma. 
When you're doing all of these things, getting rid of your misconceptions and preparing your presentation by not only thinking about the what, but also about the why and especially about the how, the how you deliver your presentation, then you make a big step forward in differentiating yourself and in leveling up your profile. If you want to learn more, drop me a question or jump on a quick Zoom call with me. I am happy to discuss this further. You can also find a lot of insights that are building up on this and complementing this episode in the other episode, also in episodes with my guest speakers. See you soon again. Thank you for listening to Charisma Hacks. If you want to level up your profile, and become a charismatic leader able to communicate, engage, and motivate in an inspiring and authentic way, you've come to the right place. Subscribe now to this show or reach out to me and get more strategies, tools, and mind training to sparkle from the inside.